0: So, tell me what you did yesterday. I, I know what you did because I saw your story, but it makes me jealous and I want you to tell me how it was.
1: So, yesterday I went to a White Sox baseball game, Faux Free. Oh, I didn't know That's the part free. you didn't see in my story. You're correct. Um, at work, I won some tickets to a White Sox baseball game, and they were, like, fancy tickets on, like, the fancy level where they, like—the level where they, like, wait on you in your seats and stuff. It was weird. Oh, man. Um, also, the White Sox are—if anyone listening is following baseball this year, the White Sox are really hot, like— they're one of the top teams to watch right now, and I say that completely sarcastically, and there were maybe 2,000 fans there.
0: Yeah, sounds about right. White Sox suck in the half for a while.
1: <laughs> yeah, so, like, we sat up in our seats for... We probably made it, like, five innings, and then we kind of walked around the stadium a bit, because... So I went to the game yesterday with... Um, one of my cousins who lives in the area near me. Um, And then we were just kind of like, we've never been to the stadium before. So let's like walk around and explore. So we explored. It was bring your pupper to the park day or whatever they call it. So like we went and hung out with some dogs for a while and stuff. And then because there was no one there, you can kind of sit wherever you want. So we sat, I don't know, maybe it was probably about 10 rows back from first base mm-hmm. and like there was a row in front and behind us that was completely empty cuz that's how empty the park was yep <laughs> when we were like pretty much on first base um yeah it was pretty great hmm. um i learned a valuable lesson that you'll probably laugh at me for to pay attention to what's going on on the field <laughs> because <laughs> you know how during the seventh inning stretch some ballparks like they have like people go out and like throw prizes into the crowd and stuff
0: uh, uh yeah most places don't seem to do it at the seventh inning stretch but yeah they will do that
1: at some point they do it um and so the white Sox do that and i think it was around the seventh inning stretch somewhere in there and so we were all like everyone's like standing up and cheering whatever like trying to get them to throw stuff at them and then I turn to like say something to my cousin that was at the game with me, and then I turn back, and I get smacked in the face with a rolled up T-shirt. Awesome! <laughs> like straight in the middle of my face. So that was a that was a great moment. I did retrieve the T-shirt by the way, in case you're concerned. So I did get a free T-shirt out of the embarrassing moment. But Does it fit? I have not tested that yet.
0: Okay. 'cause I went to a twins game and I got a t shirt uh I think it was actually during batting practice they did it briefly uh in either case, I got a t- shirt but it was a double x l
1: yeah, my guess was that it's at least an x l yeah, we'll see. We'll see how it all shakes out, but... yep,
0: so that was disappointing, but hey, yeah. glad you had a good time.
1: It was fun it was a it was a good way to do something with my evening, mm- mm-hmm.
0: so yeah sweet i just got new shoes about delivered to me about five minutes before we started because as you may remember when i mentioned that my tennis shoes that i've been hiking with i've
1: been destroyed
0: yeah it kind of got i don't remember if i said this but it got worse
1: God, even i feel like you described it as bad well i now described it as worse. the sole
0: slightly coming off from the front
1: yeah and which then
0: is it just kind of you know bad. at one point i like you know slightly misstepped and then a bunch of rocks went in between the sole and my shoe oh my gosh more. so that's what i call worse <laughs> i was having to sit there on the trail for a, for a minute as i try and get them out
1: <laughs> you call that only worse
0: Yeah, well, it was worse by definition.
1: I'd call that a disaster.
0: But I did, you know, two more hikes in them. And (laughs) then then I tried to go to Famous Footwear to get another pair of shoes. And uh, they either only had size 14s in wide, which do not fit. Um... (laughs) Or the the one shoe that I wanted, they just didn't have them in a 14 because they were on clearance and kind of, you know, they weren't going to reorder any. So they just didn't have any in in, uh, the correct size. But I found them on Amazon. So that's what I got. Nice. Yep. And they are actual, like, they're not just like, oh, whatever size Nike shoe fits. They're actual, like, trail running shoes with proper treading and hopefully proper, um, you know. Support to not break too fast. Hopefully, because I remember when I was an intern, I got a pair of tennis shoes, pretty cheap, just a cheap pair of Nikes nearby, for the express purpose to use them for hiking. Mm -hmm. And I remember doing a one hike for like an hour, and it was like a pretty steep hike. And I finished, and I look at my shoes, and the treads were pretty much worn flat after one hike. God, (laughs) I mean, I kept using them all summer, of course, but. Yeah, yeah, that was funny. But now I am uh, more prepared.
1: Nice.
0: Oh, other than that, I oh don't know. I was in kind of a bad mood this afternoon.
1: Hey, same.
0: <laughs> How joyous! <laughs> what
1: what caused your bad mood this afternoon, Mark?
0: I don't know. It's hard to say. I've just like, I just haven't been sleeping for the past like week and a half very well. So that's a big part of it. And then today, like. For the last couple days, I felt my my left wrist has been kind of bothering me, and today it got pretty bad, mm-hmm. to the point, like, it just, like, hurts to sit down and type, which mm-hmm. isn't great for my job.
1: Yeah, that sounds like it might be a bit of a hindrance.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm, you know, trying to figure that out. Uh, and just, like, between that and just, like, I'm gonna have a whole bunch of stuff to try and get done tomorrow. And I need to work a full day on Thursday, but I'm flying the entire time, which means that I have to attempt to do work on my iPad. Mm. And if my wrist is hurting, that's going to make it even harder to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So it's just going to be a whole thing. And just thinking about that just kind of put me in a bad mood. And I haven't really eaten dinner either. So it's just kind of a little... You haven't eaten dinner yet? I kind of did. Like, I had a microwavable burrito... Okay. But it's because I was editing Ohak because I needed to get that done. But, you know, we recorded for two hours, so it took me a while to edit it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it always takes you a while to edit it because Ohak is ridiculous. Yeah.
0: And I start I mean, I started editing it yesterday and I finished today and I finished around
1: 5.15. Wowza.
0: Which then would have given me at best a 45 minute window to eat dinner. But I was like, mm-hmm. I need to like come down from editing. You know, so I watched a little bit of YouTube, and then by the time, I was like, ugh, I need to be ready to record in, like, 20 minutes, or at least I should be, since I don't have time to, like, make actual dinner, so I just had a microwavable burrito. Yeah. So, just one of those days, you know?
1: Yeah, sometimes days just don't work out great in your favor, and you gotta just roll with those punches.
0: Yeah, so I'm looking forward to just... Letting tomorrow suck as well because I have so much to do at work. And then go have a trip, which will be nice. Yeah. How about you? Sometimes you you
1: just have to let tomorrow suck. Because it's going to happen and it's just easier to give in
0: than to try to fight it. (laughs) How about you? Why are you you in a bad mood, Grant?
1: Um, Just, I don't know. Just work stuff. It's, I don't know. I'm trying to decide how open I want to be about this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's it's fine either way.
1: Um I don't know, working in a job where you're controlled by others who have who are further disconnected from the actual job you're doing is just difficult because those in charge of you get to tell you what to do, but because they're further disconnected from the tangible hands-on work that's going on, at times, it's I think it's difficult for them to make accurate assessments of what needs to be done and what priorities need to be set and kind of how much time certain things take and the implications of setting certain priorities. So... Sometimes the people who are in charge set unrealistic priorities and make priorities that kind of make those of us who do the actual hands on work in the lab say, You understand by saying that you're like, you're committing literally thousands of dollars of personnel time to your pure curiosity that won't affect our customers ever at all. Um, Hmm. and so it's just, I don't know. I feel like maybe this is how lots of companies are, but at the moment, uh, my company is very much, everything's an emergency. And so, like, every two days, we're jumping from one major project to the other major project to another major project. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, all of them are super urgent and are top priority. But, like, there can only be one top priority at a time. And by changing that top priority every three days, at times it feels like our resources are being spent really inefficiently because we can't wrap our brains around a single project before we're suddenly switched to the next one Mm -hmm. and so it feels like we're constantly starting over trying to figure out what the f is going on because we have just like a number of really difficult projects that each of them could really take us a couple months to deal with in a adequate and realistic way But, like, we have two days to deal with each one. Sure. And it's just, like, like, we can churn out some crap in two days. But it's not going to solve the problems in a long-term, sustainable way that you want it to be solved. Mm -hmm. And so, it's just, it's frustrating. Yeah. Because there's a certain line of, you can express to the people in charge of you that... I don't think this is the way to be doing things. I really think we need to focus on one problem and deal with it completely before we move on to the next. But they're also being told by those above them that like, we need to do this, we need to do this, we need to do this. And so like they're accountable to people too. So they can't just listen to your suggestions all the time. Even if your suggestions are from the perspective of people in the lab the correct way to be doing things yeah so wow that was a lot that felt really good to say well good i've been i've been keeping that in for a couple days here and it's just (laughs) it's been been really building up
0: yeah i get how that goes
1: but yeah so that's where work's just been frustrating i don't know
0: yeah well let's see if we can talk about something else for the next half an hour how about that
1: yeah, let's have that be our goal. Now I'm trying to remember what my <laughs> comic is.
0: Well, we're going to find out. <laughs> Hopefully we <laughs> will. Because you go first. Yay! Okay, you- we have Wallace the Brave <laughs> oh, no. uh, by Will Henry. And I see uh, three kids, two uh, Two guys hanging out at the end of a dock that leads into basically a swamp or a pond and a girl uh, on the edge of the dock uh, with a net in her hand. And one boy who's hanging over the edge of the dock says, I was planning on using bread to lure the snapper out. But since someone ate all the bread, and the boy next to him says, no regrets. The boy then, the other boy uh, who's originally talking, sticks his hand in the pond and says, I'll have to use live bait. <laughs> and then the boy who ate all the bread says, regrets. <laughs> all right, where are we going with this, screen?
1: <laughs> well, first of all, Mark, I want to just note that you left off as the live bait boy says, I'll have to use live bait. He sticks his hand on the water, and it says, splash, splash, splash.
0: Okay, yes, he is splashing.
1: I feel like that's an important detail. Because okay,
0: I'll take your word for it.
1: Onomatopoeias are fun.
0: <laughs> okay, that still doesn't really answer my question, though.
1: <laughs> answer is I'm buying time until I figure out... Uh, why,
0: why the heck you chose this 20 minutes ago, 30 minutes ago?
1: It wasn't. It was like 35 minutes ago, okay? okay. So okay. you can back off. You can like watch your tone mark. My anyway, apologies. Yeah, you're you're very, I don't know. I don't uh, know how I'm to apologize. Right? I? Yeah, you are. You're kind of being a little bit ridiculous. <laughs> um anyway, getting back to the comic. No, so I chose this comic cuz I was thinking about the concept of like regrets. and honestly, when I read this comic, Something pops into my mind, and it's a scene from a movie where there's like some young guy, and he got a tattoo like across his chest that is supposed to say no regrets, but it's the classic like tattoo spelled wrong and it says no Mm ragrats. You know that, you know that thing, yeah, and so. First of all, that made me laugh, and so I was like, "Okay, I'm gonna choose this comic, regardless of if it'll spur on useless or useful conversation or not," because <laughs> I just love the concept of no regrets. Um, but Mark, do you feel like you you often have regrets in your life, or like things that you things that you wish you could change? Not hmm. okay. Actually, wait. Let me revise that. Not things you wish you could change. Things that, like, you would maybe do differently.
0: Hmm. I mean, there are some low-level stuff. I don't think that there are many high-level things that I would change within, like, a realistic situation. Like, sometimes I think, like, oh, did I make the right decision to quit playing baseball in high school and do pit orchestra instead? Mm-hmm. Like, that's something that I think about, or or also I think about, oh, in college, was I right to not do, like, marching band, or to stop doing band stuff for, you know, after freshman year. Mm-hmm. Uh, but those aren't things that I regret. They're just things that I just kind of ponder one way or another. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Most of the regrets that I they think about... They can be about,
1: ponders, too. Like... Like what? They can be things that you ponder, too, because knowing you, I don't expect you to have a bajillion rag
0: rats. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing massive that, or or at least nothing massive that I'll say on the podcast. How about that? Ooh, (laughs) we're going to have a good conversation after this podcast. (laughs) Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's like, you know, there are days like, Oh, I'll regret like eating what I ate. You know, like mm. little things like that. Give me an example. Uh, I don't know. Like today I went out for lunch when I should have just came back here and eaten lunch here. <laughs> What'd you get? I went to a place called Soup Plantation. Ooh. Which is like a soup, salad, and bread buffet. Ooh. But mostly soup and bread.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh. God. Tell me
0: more. Now I'm just you're not making me feel comfortable right now, Grant.
1: Oh sorry. <laughs> I'm like a tiny bit hungry right now, and the concept of, the concepts of soup and bread sound delicious. That's just so not... not
0: what your tone of voice sounded like.
1: <laughs> sorry. I wasn't like. You sounded deliberately... like you were feeling
0: really kinky about soup. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh yeah, Mark, soup.
0: Anyway. <laughs> The thing is, like, I love soup plantation in the moment, and then about five minutes later, it makes me incredibly sleepy and in a bad mood. Like, that didn't help my mood today. Yeah. Because there's, like, food that I could have gone out and eaten, and I would have (laughs) felt fine afterward. But (laughs) soup plantation is not one of them. Uh Uh-huh. So. What? (laughs) What's so funny about that?
1: I don't know. Nothing's happening. It's fine. <laughs> Something about that whole deal just hit my funny bone.
0: Okay. Well, I'm happy to amuse.
1: Yeah, good thing it's, like, metaphorically hitting my funny bone because when you actually hit your funny bone, I feel like I always hit it hard enough that it hurts for a couple days.
0: For a couple of days? That's pretty impressive.
1: I've, I've definitely had it where, like, the next day at work, I'm like trying to do some lab work, and I like I'm like, oh shoot, I need to like change how I like do this all day because my elbow hurts really bad now.
0: Hmm. I can't. I can't even remember the last time I hit my elbow, but I'm pretty confident I have not done it since I have moved out here.
1: Oh, I've had I've had some big moments. There was <laughs> I'm pretty one sure we day... had
0: one on the podcast.
1: <laughs> yes, there was. <laughs> But there was another day that I, like, slipped in my kitchen, and I smacked my funny bone, like, on my counter on my way down to the floor, (laughs) and oofed to that one. I I felt that the next day.
0: Oh, yeah, that makes sense.
1: Ugh, that was a bad one. I'm sure my neighbor downstairs even heard it.
0: Yeah.
1: RIP my neighbors downstairs. Hey, if neighbors downstairs, if you're ever listening to the podcast, sorry about that. (laughs)
0: <laughs> a standing apology for them
1: <laughs> yeah like because like when we blow up i'm sure they'll hear it
0: yeah you could just I mean, slip I a mean, note under their door that now says, that we have blown four. up mark <laughs> yeah because like right.
1: we're kind of a big deal now
0: that's what it is so now nah, just slip a note under the door and tell them to listen to this episode in the previous episode where you apologize for all your antics
1: <laughs> oh that would be funny i I don't know. I've talked to them once, or at least one of them once. Maybe they would listen. <laughs> Who knows?
0: Maybe. There's one good way to find out.
1: <laughs> you know what? Why not? What What bad could happen?
0: Hmm. Honestly, Actually, I can't think of like happen? anything beyond the normal sort of humiliation that you would experience.
1: But, like, I don't want to start talking about game and say, like, I'm immune to humiliation, because that's definitely not true, but, like... <laughs> I don't know these people at all, like... What can, what can they do to... Okay, there's things they could do to me, but, like... I don't know. What's the risk? YOLO!
0: That's a spirit.
1: That's how I live my life now. By... Old pop culture phrases that no one uses anymore because we've collectively, as a culture, decided that they are objectively
0: lame. I think that that's 75% of it, and the other 25% of it is that there's a lot of phrases that exist that you're just unaware of at this point that have replaced everything else that you knew.
1: Yeah, that's probably true, too. Are you calling me old and um, disconnected from the youths of today?
0: Yep, I'm calling us both that.
1: I don't know, bro. I think I'm kind of hip and, hip and happening right now. I feel like I'm living the young person's life.
0: Like, See, the thing is, like, I can spend as much time as I want on Reddit, but the instant that I left going to school every day, it was just, you just not, you don't have the connection anymore. Yeah. No matter how hard you try.
1: Well, no matter how hard you try.
0: No matter how hard you try, Grant. I'm trying to uh, stop you from... Uh, overestimating yourself, i think that's a common theme I, I think, so far. I
1: think you misspoke, Mark.
0: You you meant underestimating, right? In this first char- in, in Grant's character arc of this season of Comical Start, <laughs> ooh, we have seasons now.
1: I we feel are. Like, a big I feel deal. like
0: that as the years go on, we will have distinct character arcs throughout this, <laughs> like we're we're still pretty firmly in our adulting phase but i think that i figured it out slightly better than you have and so uh... whoa
1: shots <laughs> 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 fired
0: but you have to admit that like it's more frequent that <laughs> i'm helping you figure stuff out than you're helping me figure stuff out
1: Oh, yeah, I'm definitely still uh, a bit of a disaster in my life right now. I will I will not deny that I'm a bit of a, pardon my language, but a shit show right now. So, <laughs> if I ever start denying that on this podcast in the next couple months at least, make sure to call me out on that one, because it's...
0: <laughs> you know I will.
1: <laughs> yes, you will, Mark. Woot woot. <laughs>
0: uh, so... I guess do you have any regrets? <laughs> uh like I have like
1: little regrets, but they're just like stupid things like something stupid that I did that I like wish I hadn't done, you know, like wish I hadn't done the stupid thing to lead, that led to me breaking my arm in seventh grade or something, but like I don't know. I have I think you while you were just kind of like talking to yourself, trying to figure out how to answer the question, you m- mentioned the fact that like, you don't think you have a ton of regrets, but you have a lot of things you question if they yeah. were the right choice. And I think that's more of what my choice in this comic was getting at was the fact, cause I was, when I chose this comic, I was obviously kind of thinking about myself, my life. And it's not that I have a lot of regrets because I think me and I think both of us are like we're smart enough people to be able to recognize kind of the effect that all of our life experiences have had on us and how they've made us grow as people regardless of if they were good or bad or if they were the way we wanted things to go or not. We still can see that we've grown from them. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's I find it really hard to regret things that caused me to grow even if they were kind of crappy in the end. And yeah. so I more of have things that I I question if it was the ideal path forward rather than regret. And I I don't know, I definitely have a, some of those things. Um but in general, I guess I'm happy with my life, I think. <laughs> Who knows, Mark?
0: Like what does it mean to be happy? <laughs>
1: Yeah. What does it mean to be human, though? Like, how do I how do I know what I know, Mark? Um, I don't know. (laughs) I welcome to the
0: epistemology section of our podcast. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm trying to frantically think of things that I regret, and like, I'm immediately hitting one on the head right now, or like, not hitting one on the head. I don't know why I said that. One's popping into my mind is that at work today. We had some, like, important people there. So they had, like, a buffet for the important people at lunch. And then after the important people went through, they sent out an email to everyone else, like, hey, there's extra fruit here. Anyone who wants it can come and get it. And so I went, and they had, like, some baked mac and cheese. And I got – I had eaten my lunch already. So I ate a full lunch Mm. already. And then I was like, yo, I haven't had mac and cheese in literally months and like – I love cheese like a Wisco- someone from Wisconsin. Like, I love me some cheese. And so I filled up an entire plate of this, like, rich, indulgent mac and cheese. And I got, like, halfway through the plate, and it was really good. And in the second half of the plate, I was like... This is delicious, and now I feel really guilty because, like, if I throw this away, I'm going to feel like a crappy person from depriving others of eating this. So I just have to finish it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, which kind of crap do you want to feel like? (laughs) Yeah.
1: And I'm more okay with feeling physical crap than emotional crap. Hmm. So you can bet your britches that I finished that plate of mac and cheese. Um. And my contents was clear the entire afternoon and I made a distinct decision to do things in the afternoon that I could do while sitting at my desk rather than standing up because <laughs> standing up was not in the cards because I was full. Sure. I don't know if my legs could have handled me because I think I was about 20 pounds heavier. At least that's what it felt like. Uh, Yeah, but
0: is that an actual regret?
1: At this moment, I 100% regret doing that. Hmm. I should have gotten half the portion of mac and cheese, enjoyed it, and then had an enjoyable afternoon of work where I wasn't just sitting in my desk, still being productive, but just like hating myself for eating the rest of that mac and cheese. But yeah. That's not like a major regret. It's just like a minor thing that popped into my head. I'm sure I got major regrets, but I feel like we should get to your comic rather than wasting another ten minutes on Grant's major regrets of life. Whatever you want, Grant. Okay. We're gonna get to your comic because Mark's comic for this week is... Super Fun Pack Comics, spelled with an X, because it's extreme. Um, by Ruben Bowling. So, is your comic? So this comic is titled "Yeah?" Question mark Chaos Butterfly. So the scene opens with two men dressed in safari outfits. In Brazil. One younger, one older, with a butterfly in the corner of the frame. What appears to be a monarch, I believe. The younger man says, That butterfly is about to flap its wings! And the older, more experienced one says, Don't disturb it! That's chaos, butterfly! One of the men reaches towards the butterfly... Oh, what harm could it do? And suddenly, flap, flap! Three weeks later in L.A., there's a vortex in the sky. A lady screaming, Sharknado! And a young man saying, Chaos Butterfly! So, Mark, how are
0: you yeah. feeling? Well, I I want you to defend Sharknado to me.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. What? Okay. I'm gonna
0: a- okay, let me. A- how about this? I'm just going to ask you questions about Sharknado. I've never actually seen it.
1: <laughs> wait, 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 whoa, 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 whoa. You have never seen Sharknado? No. Like, Sharknado 1 or any of the Sharknado's?
0: I have not seen any of the illustrious Sharknado franchise movies. <laughs> There's a lot of them! I know.
1: <laughs> okay, what what you what you trying to know? About to drop some knowledge on you, I'm feeling. So, I want
0: i'm gonna ask the most basic question okay. which is is the premise of this movie it's raining sharks in a cyclone
1: yeah pretty much
0: okay it's, Where it's does pretty it much place? what you think is it in la as this comic states um or is it in the much more likely area of florida
1: <laughs> like i'm gonna be honest that's not a super important plot detail no no um the first one I think takes place on the west coast.
0: Okay. That's um, interesting.
1: But I'm going to be honest, I I haven't watched them in a couple of years. Okay. Mainly because I think they've gotten to the point where like sane people refuse to watch them. <laughs> um so and it's it's a lot less fun to watch alone. So, I haven't seen it in a couple years, but from what I remember, I believe the first one took place on the West Coast. But, like, once that one blew up and they got real funding and they could, like, do whatever they wanted, all bets are off. Like, I know one of them, there's, like, a Sharknado in space, so.
0: Hmm. So, then I need to ask you this. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so is the premise, the further premise, that there is sufficient water in said Sharknado to keep these sharks alive long enough to actually cause damage to people?
1: Okay, Mark. So Sharknado is like a sci-fi movie, kind of.
0: I know, but I, I just need to establish some sort of ground rules.
1: There are no ground rules in Sharknado. That's the ground rules, Mark.
0: Like... Rule number one is there are no rules. (laughs) Yes,
1: kind of, because the concept of a Sharknado is completely preposterous. Because A, you're right, the sharks probably wouldn't survive, but double A... The problem is that it would technically be called a shark spout because a tornado that starts over water is called a water spout. But, like, shark spout is a less thrilling title. So. True. We're we're suspending a bit of disbelief here to make one of the best franchises of our generation.
0: Okay. Now, uh, a third question. <laughs> Unrelated to the movie directly. Okay. What would you do in a Sharknado situation?
1: Um, Let's say
0: you're visiting me and Sharknado like conditions begin to become evident to you, someone who has well researched this information. What are we going to do like about it? I feel like you're
1: making me out to be like some no. Sharknado super fan, <laughs> which objectively I'm not.
0: I know, like, I know. Uh, this is for the purpose of conversation, Grant. It's called... It's it's podcasting. It's entertainment.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, I feel like we're more like educa- edutainment or whatever it's called. Like education entertainment. But anyway, so, I don't think
0: it's that. <laughs>
1: are you sure? Like we're talking about like education. Okay.
0: Grant, let's stay focused on the question.
1: <laughs> I was really trying to distract from the topic. Um... What would I do? Well, I feel like I feel like you could probably predict what I would do because, like, we were both raised in the Midwest. If mm-hmm. there's a tornado, you get to the lowest point and in an interior room. I'm assuming, being I'm visiting you and we're on the West Coast, I'm I'm kind of doubting basements are a thing out there. I don't know.
0: That is accurate.
1: So we get to like ground floor, find an interior room, possibly a bathroom. And we hunker down and hide. Because, like, sharknadoes are hardcore, but sharks sharks are made out of the same similar stuff as we are. And so, like, a shark can't go through, like, four walls of concrete.
0: So, I, like, was, t- I was told that there are no rules, though.
1: You are correct. There are no rules. So I'm not saying we're guaranteed to be safe. Like... <laughs> We should probably bring like a chainsaw with us just in case. But um, see
0: this is this is the thing, right? So here's the premise. The only the only way that we're gonna be directly affected right away is if we are on the coast. Like I live thirty minutes inland.
1: Oh that doesn't keep you safe from a shark net I, I'm bro. saying
0: right away. So let's assume we're at the beach. Oh we're at the beach. We're at the beach, we're which screwed. is how we are aware that these conditions are impending. And let's say we have at best a ten minute head start on everybody else where what are we doing right away?
1: Oh, if we have a head start on people, we're like cutting people down so that there's more bait for the sharks, bro. <laughs> so the sharks are gonna spend all their time eating all these people lying with their kneecaps taken out on the beach. like we're trying to survive here, right?
0: okay, but okay. You have to remember we're in we don't a fictional have...
1: universe, right? So, like, uh, murder uh, isn't that bad.
0: Okay, no, we're still in. We're, we're the only fiction here is that Sharknadoes can exist.
1: Oh, that like, that changes the plan. You here. have to,
0: like, in, in your <laughs> in this in this semi-fictional situation, neither of us have the skills nor the equipment to kneecap people, <laughs> as far as I'm aware. You don't have the
1: skills or the equipment, bro. <laughs> Speak for yourself.
0: Okay, what would you have at the beach with you to accomplish this task?
1: I always bring a crowbar to the beach, bro. <laughs> Grant, like, work how, with like, me. like what if what if it's windy and like your towel is gonna fly away? You gotta have something to weigh down your towel. Or if there's a shark that pops up randomly, multi-purpose tools, got bro. Okay. Okay,
0: do you want me to be slightly more serious? I want you to be slightly more serious because otherwise I'm going to hold you to bringing a crowbar when you visit me.
1: <laughs> okay, so we got a 10-minute head start.
0: 10-minute head start.
1: We immediately start moving inland as fast as possible. Um. And oh, I'm trying to be serious really hard right now, but I'm also really want to make jokes about the plot of sharknado
0: i mean you could make some jokes i'm just saying that i want to know like what things that are actually within our power would we do
1: um like honestly in in reality the best plan is to get as far away from the sharknado as possible because they're moving fast but like the movie seems to imply that you can kind of outrun them if you're really trying but like if we're following more of the plot of the movie, we're getting out of town as fast as possible, but we got to stop up in the hills at my ex-wife's house because my <laughs> kids are there. Um and in in the car we've also got like my new hot girlfriend. Um and so there's like a lot of tension there when we get to my ex-wife's house. Um and then at some point we got to decide that like we can't outrun it in a car. And so we got to stop at, like, an airfield or something. And then, like, we build some propane canister bombs and, like, get in a helicopter and, like, save the day with propane bombs because science doesn't exist. But, yeah. I don't know. Spoiler alert, by the way. After all the spoilers came. Okay. (laughs) So, like... Honestly, the quickest thing is, like, get out of the way as quick as possible. But if we're in, like, a slightly fictional universe, like, mess shit up and look like a badass.
0: Okay. Okay, Grant. (laughs)
1: Uh. I don't know. I feel like you have to watch the movie now because, like, there's a lot of jokes I've been making that you're not getting because, like, they're funny.
0: Yeah, but those jokes don't sound like particularly deep cuts. I think I have a pretty good handle on the situation at this point.
1: There aren't deep cuts in this movie, Mark, in case.
0: (laughs) Alright. So, the last three and a half minutes, I will ask you this. Okay. What do you think is the smallest change that you could make to your life to cause a dramatic butterfly effect?
1: Wow. <laughs> I don't know if I can do this in three and a half minutes, especially with the time I'm going to use to stall to transition from Sharknado to major life changes.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so, yeah. Um, uh, God, what's the small change that I could make that would have a major effect on my life? Uh, can I like give you a 30 minute, like turn this around on you so I can think for a sec while not just like rambling (laughs) by 30 minute, I mean 32nd, because clearly I would never say 30 minute. Sure.
0: I think, I think I'm not sure how dramatic of an effect that this would have, but I think that it would be reasonably substantial. Is if I had chosen to play trumpet instead of percussion?
1: Hmm. That's the
0: first thing that comes to mind as like a legitimate, like the first legitimate decision that I was able to make for myself as a kid uh-huh. that directly affected my future. It was like I was competent at trumpet when I like tried it out. Like I made a sound and I felt good about it, and my mom really wanted me to play trumpet. But I had been, like, teaching myself piano and, like, I was really hoping to have a chance at percussion and Mm -hmm. ended up going for percussion. And I think that that has dramatically affected, you know, the people that I hung out with in my musical experience and other things about, like, you know, the amount of time that you have to spend doing that sort of stuff. Like, so I think that that's probably the first thing that comes to mind.
1: Mm hmm.
0: All right, I gave you your. I gave you your chance.
1: <laughs> I don't know. Okay, you never specified whether this minor change in my life would have like a positive major. But yeah, it butterfly doesn't matter. Effect? It's just a
0: change. The butterfly effect is just change.
1: Because clearly, with you saying something about music, made me suddenly think back to like my music career, and I think if I'd chosen, if I'd chosen to play. Because I really wanted to play trumpet. That was one of the instruments that I loved when I was, like, choosing my instrument. And If I chosen to play trumpet, I think my life would have worked out very differently in not necessarily a positive way. Hmm. Because personally, I don't think trumpet is, like, a good fit for me in terms of instrument, and I don't think I would have excelled. Not that I'm, a, like, some sort of spectacular trombone player, but I don't think I would have excelled to the point where, like, I had people continually encouraging me that I was good and that I could do it and like believing in me. Mm. And honestly, kind of in high school, I had a lot of people in my life who, whether they truly did or not, they expressed, they expressed to me that like, they really believed in me, especially in terms of music and that they thought that I was doing really well. And, a lot of that external stimuli kind of gave me a lot of self-confidence self, co- self confidence at that point in my life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: which I think kind of empowered me to excel um, and kind of started me down the path that I did towards going to the college that I did. that really specialized in music and then kind of continuing in music throughout college and stuff. So
0: I don't know. All right. Works for me.
1: I think I filled up the rest of our time, didn't
0: I? You did. Good job, Grant. Woo woo!